Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 151, looking at 1 Chronicles 11 and 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and then Psalm 64. Let's first head into the book of 1 Chronicles, and you might find yourself asking, why are we repeating what has already been written and read? Well, our plan is to read in a chronological order in the Old Testament, specifically as to when it was written, and then how the timeline appears. We now flick back in time, in terms of content, focusing on the anointing of David as the king and the mighty men of David. It's interesting to flick back, considering yesterday we looked at his death. We know the conclusion of David's life. So how does that now impact how we view the commencement of his kingship? And that is the beauty of the word of God. We can ask these questions and learn something new and learn something afresh today. So today, as you read over what seems to be very familiar information, note down what you now spot. Having already learned the fate of David, what stands out? What has God got planned that we can now see in this moment? Now, as you do this, you will see what God has taught you and what he now reveals in his word. And again, that is the beauty of the word of God. We can read passages time and time again, information time and time again, and the Lord will teach us something new and afresh and maybe a new application each time we do so. Let's now head into 1 Corinthians, and Paul and his doctrine were often challenged. He stood for Christ, and it was this very stand that brought accusations from so many. As Paul points out, he has both authority as an apostle and the right as a believer in Christ to do many things. He has right to eat certain food, to live in certain ways, and to be involved in certain activities, and this right ultimately can't be challenged. Yet at the same time, he is willing to give up this right if it means one more soul is closer to Jesus or if it will build up another believer. He seeks to be a servant of Jesus, which leads him to be a servant to all. If one would not eat, he won't eat. And if one did eat, then he would. He, within the confines of what is right before God, would do whatever it took to encourage and build up in Jesus. As he says in verse 23, it is all for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love the tail end of the chapter. You can just picture Usain Bolt running the 100 metres and winning leagues ahead of all others. We're to be that front runner. We're to be the Usain Bolt, doing all we can do to finish the race for Christ and that race that he has put before us, not at the back, dragging our sin and misery with us, but at the front, a victor in the name of Jesus. We're to be disciplined in our service and focused on our task because it's about the gospel and nothing else. Applying this to ourselves, How often have you lived in such a way that it shows you care more about your rights than the gospel? More about winning an argument, getting a better deal, having your say? Or more about living that Western privileged, safe way that we all do here? Our human rights mean ultimately nothing apart from our joy to lay them before Christ so that we can take up our cross and walk with him daily. We wave these rights around like we're waving a flag, yet we have the wrong flag. Where's our Jesus flag? That's the only right we need. One final thing to be able to put in this life is to nail our colours to the mast, to carry that flag of Jesus, to show that we are his and not the world's. Just before we head into Psalm 64, just another thing to say. We need to stop being slow, lazy creatures of habit in ministry. Instead, we are to run, run like the wind in whatever direction God sends us. Finally, we have Psalm 64. And one thing I particularly like in the Psalms is how often David comes back to seeking the Lord for help and renewal. It is in the Lord that he trusts. Therefore, when things are getting a bit rough, David goes back to the Lord and asks for protection. What an example to each one of us. Where do we turn for our help? 
Where do we turn for our protection? There's also much hope in this psalm. For many speak ill of David, many seek his demise and search out wrong so that he he can be shown as a deep sinner and therefore be ruined. Yet David confidently knows that the Lord is fighting for him. And it's the Lord that will take these enemies and their words and show them who is in control. David shows us a faith in the one who will bring protection and a faith in the one who will fight for him. So consider today, do you have faith in Jesus as the protector and the mighty warrior, as the one who will save you and the one that will fight for you? Certainly in personal experience, I can say this, it brings great peace and blessing when we see Jesus as both the protector and the warrior. Let's pray. Father, we do indeed ask you to help us as we go through tough times in our lives, that you would show us Jesus, our saviour, Jesus, the warrior who fights for us, the spirit who guides us and helps us, and the father who loves us. Father, we pray that that would be evident every moment, but especially in the tough times. Father, we pray that we would waive our human rights, that we wouldn't look to what we want, but we would look to picking up that flag of Jesus and running with it in this life. And Father, we pray that each day as we read your Bible, as we go through the next 151 days and more of the daily devotions, that each day you would teach us something new and refresh our hearts. We pray this in your name. Amen.